Hey, everybody. That is Gary Smith. Hello there. That is Kaz Kenny. <laughs> and I am Eddie Bramble, and this is episode 71 of the Blackwater's Edge podcast. 71. That's a lot there. of podcasts, bro. We're getting there, man. Kaz, start us off with this week's Fisher Report. First of all, before we begin the Fisher Report, let's start off by talking about our good friends up at Angler Sports Center in Annapolis. Look, Angler Sports Center is our headline sponsor for our Snakehead Tournament Trail here in Dorchester County, and we can't thank them enough for getting involved in doing what they do to help us and to help make a statement to the community. Look, if you need fishing gear, if you need snakehead fishing gear, if you need hunting, if you need guns, if you need bullets, if you need socks, if you need shoes, if you need underwear, if you need soda, if you need cookies, if you need crackers, if you need anything at all, you can just about find it there at Angler Sports Center. So with that being said, thank you, Angler Sports Center, for doing what you do. Check out the live feed, check out their fishing reports. They're there to help you, too, just like we are. So, uh, look, fishing-wise, those of you that know, it was hot, 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 hot. You know, oh, it's been hot this last oh, year. <laughs> Uh, well, it was pretty hot. I mean, you look at them guys in tournaments. They came in, and, and we, we had we had doused them guys down with ice water and buckets and put them in cold baths. How you hot know, was it? It was hot, 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 hot. <laughs> so we tell so, them uh, you're remote today? No, yeah, so, so we'll tell them what happened. So we had I, I lost the keys to his cage. Right. <laughs> I'll keep, I'll, I'll, look, I'll keep the kickers out of it, okay? So... Uh, so I got this morning to take the dogs out, and as I'm walking out, you know, I keep Molly on leash because she likes to gallop and chase things and not come back until she decides to. So I had her on a leash, and as I took one foot to step off the deck, she went between both my legs like a bullet out of a gun, and uh, the rope caught my second leg and took that leg out from under me, and I went right down on my tailbone on the edge of the deck and then smacked the back of my head on the deck. So uh, well, it wasn't very pleasurable. I couldn't get up. I laid there for a couple minutes. So uh, I think Molly was just like, what the heck happened? Because she sat there looking at me and she wouldn't leave. So that was the first. Maybe I should act like I'm hurt more often. Uh, so, yeah, so we're working from home today, and we're going to do that. And uh, to make matters even worse, I got chiggers all over the spot. thought you weren't going to talk about them. <laughs> couldn't help. <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was talking about it. You oh, my me. God. That's all you talk about. I just feel bad for anglers having to sponsor that entire story. <laughs> <laughs> well, we haven't even talked about the fishing yet. That's what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, it's going to be a good show. I think we're going to have a lot of fun today, guys. I really, really do. Andrew's a hell of a guy. I think we're going to do some really, really fun stuff. Uh, let's talk about fishing down here in the Blackwater. So, uh, carp, catfish, eels, um, snakeheads, a few bass, and some of those bass are very, very big that we are seeing. Um, not much in the way of panfish that I've seen at all. Maybe a couple crappy over Newbridge here and there, a couple crappy over areas here and there. That's about it. Uh, but yeah, man, the snakeheads are here. A lot of them are paired up. There's lots of fry balls all over the place. Um, if you're overlooking ditches, you're missing fish. I mean, there's a lot of fish in these ditches, and these people don't understand. I mean, these ditches, you know, last week, uh, Gary can back, can back this up. Last week, we had water temperature over 110 degrees in some of the shallows here, you know? So you think about what are that hot, and think about them ditches. Them ditches got to be hot. But let me tell you what. Them ditches got some food in there, so that keeps the snakeheads there. You know, they're always going to find something there to eat, something running across the road, a mouse, something. You never know what they're going to eat. So, uh, you know, the ditches have been pretty hot for people that have been, you know, utilizing the ditches and, and the productive ditches. What is a productive ditch? A productive ditch is a ditch that's connected to a hot area. So if you've got a hot area, look for ditches around that area, and you'll find spots that people are overlooking. Um, as far as uh, local stuff uh, in the Chop Tank River, let me tell you this. So, I do got to tell you this story. So I was down in uh, a place here last week, and it's a, it's a, it's a roadside spot. And it's just a culvert. And uh, as I was driving by, I had to look up, and there was this osprey. And you know how when an osprey is on food, you're just focused. Well, this thing was more than focused. It was like bent over 90 degrees looking in that water. And I'm like, man, he is looking hard. So I stopped the truck. I walked over. And I don't know who's going to believe it. Who's not going to believe it? Nobody's going to believe it. And I, I, thought, I thought it was a little shark. And that's not what it was. And for those of you that know where I'm going with this, it was a four-foot-plus cobia in two feet of water coming into this culvert looking for something to eat. And it just kept swimming back and forth in front of that thing, man. I was so upset because I just kept thinking to myself, my God, that's like a dream. And if I could do it right here and catch it right here in the shallow water, man, nobody would ever believe this thing. It was massive. I'm not kidding. I, I was just very shocked to see it. But that being said, Cobia are in the rivers here. A lot of people don't know it, but they're coming in the little chops. They're coming in the big chops. They're up here. You know, they're around James Island. Uh, nice trout out there. If you're going trout fishing, I had some friends here last week, put in Madison Bay. Um, went out there. Uh, they, they got some really nice trout, some really nice white perch. Uh, they were trolling for the white perch. That's what he told me. 
Um, Chuck Prowl is one of the guys that was out there, and he got a 20-inch uh, uh, inch um, uh, speckled sea trout. So he got speckled sea trout out there. Uh, he was just throwing twisters around and some stuff like that. Uh, but, yeah, uh, in the big chop tank river, I mean, a lot of stuff going on. You know, you got crabs, you got uh, jellyfish, uh, you got, uh, yeah, you got regular fish, too. So, you know, you're catching some rockfish, you're catching some black drum here and there. Uh, we have heard some reports of some red drum. Um, had a guy the other day said he was out of the cove, uh, pretty far out the chop tank river. The tide turned, started going out. He said, I don't know where he turned around. Look, all I could hear was splashing, and he said it was nothing but red drum just chasing stuff on that point. He went over there, started fishing. They couldn't get a bite. They're, they're watching feet all around. They just couldn't get a bite. So I don't know what that was about. So uh, I do know up the bay, these guys are seeing a lot of salty stuff up around the Bay Bridge. They're seeing stuff that we don't normally see up there. So, uh, you know, it's been hot. I mean, we haven't had a lot of rain, and the water's very salty. So even in the fresher areas here, it's a lot saltier than it normally is. You say not so, a lot of rain? You must not looked out the side of the window today. It's six and a half no, no, inches no, 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 in the no, last no. 24 hours of mass. You know, I'm, 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 I'm saying for the year as a whole, you know what I'm saying? We've, your had, head. we've had a volume of water that's been low tide, low tide, low tide, low tide. We need some water, you know what I mean? No, you're right, because we, I mean, we've talked about it before. We haven't had a single, yeah. I, don't, I don't think we've had one or two flood tides the entire year. We, we, we no, had a couple, no, couple early in the tides. spring, but since then it's been neither one since. Yeah, you know, I, I got I got pretty much nailed for saying this last week, but we need we need some tropical storms, man. Yeah, don't say that. <laughs> uh, Let's see any I'll get you some fans. Yeah, all the rivers you've been here from all the rivers. Yeah, man, tell it, tell it, kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so uh, over in the Nanticoke, a few blue cats here and there, rockfish, white perch, and spot. Um, there's actually a lot of spot around this year. You know, a lot more than I've seen in, in years past, in my opinion, and a lot bigger too. So, uh, I don't know, up the bay, um, them guys up there, we talked to some of them guys this week, you know, they're saying they're seeing a lot of snakeheads up there. Uh, we did that. We did a tournament this past weekend with MR Bass and the Maryland Water Rays Foundation up there. And uh, we Take had a really good – and we'll talk about that at the end of the show because I want to talk about the gut sampling that we had going on with the biologist and what we were seeing. Oh, my God, man. I think everybody's really, really blown away to see that amount of forage in their stomachs. You know what I'm saying? Well, I, so, I, I think Jim was – Jim was having fun going through those fish. He was I mean, he was going through them quick too. Yeah, and I think I think I think Jim was having so much fun because you're having fun when them fish got stuff in them. You know what I mean? Right. So uh, so that so that's about what I got on the fishing report. Um, let's see. Um, I know uh, our good friend Dave Sikorsky over there at CCA. We've got the great invasives uh, Chesapeake count. Uh, what you can do there is uh, if you want to harvest an invasive species, you can register that fish. And what's the website there, Eddie? Link CCA MD dot org slash count and you can sign up there and get yourself registered and look you get free prizes it's free it doesn't cost anything you sign up register your fish and hey join tca while you're at it you know give them a, give them a little bit of money they're doing some great things out there to help the ecosystem you know they're really really doing some stuff with these reef balls and uh, you know they really got a big thing going on here at the chop tank that we really haven't gotten into yet with underwater cameras on the rock piles so that you can see in real time what's really here in the river you know so we'll know when white perch are coming we'll know when the crowd are coming and we'll know when the rockfish are here we'll know when the drum are here we'll know when the crabs are here so uh, it's going to be really neat to see how that goes you know what i'm saying eddie and if and, you uh, join cca and you come to the uh weigh-ins at our next tournament you're automatically entered to win a free pair of uh coast of sunglasses yep. so that's um, yeah, I, need, I need a new pair so bad i'm, no, I'm gonna register four times this week no you don't <laughs> um so with that being said, our good friends at CCA, the great invasive Chesapeake Count, and look, we can't thank them enough for all the things they've done, sponsoring our tournament and being there to support us. Um, and we got a lot of other stuff going on, too, I don't want to get into. We'll talk about it later. we got some more tournaments coming up that we want to promote. And uh, I don't know, Eddie, after that, I think it's, it's you, man. Why don't you go ahead and choose our guest? That's right. So this week, we've got Andrew Gibbons on the show with us. How you doing, Andrew? Good. So uh, for those who don't know, why don't you give a quick background about yourself? So I am... Born, raised here in Carroll County area in Maryland, and I left for a while, did, did my enlistment with the Marine Corps, came back, police officer now, and I do a lot of bow fishing and hunting throughout the Maryland area, mostly on the west side. Uh, I don't get over on the east side a whole lot, but um, last two years, spent a lot of time down either southern Potomac or up on the northern bay, chasing some snakeheads with the bow fishing, and... Um, Prior to and I said I do a lot of a lot of whitetail hunting on the west out western Maryland as well as Carroll County area, and um, that's pretty much it for what I do. A lot of a lot of archery stuff. A lot of archery. 
So you got, yeah, and you yeah. also got your wife with you, Amanda. Is that right? Yeah. Yep. yep. Amanda's with him as well. So, Andrew, um, I want to talk to you a little bit about this Joe fishing stuff. I want to talk about a lot of stuff. Before we get into all these great things that you're into, let's talk a little bit about your early years, growing up, you know, when you got the bite, you know, when you got the itch, when it when it came together for you, when you decided, hey, man, I want to be in the outdoors. Tell me a little bit about that. Well, uh, my dad's been a big outdoorsman for his whole life. So, growing up, he got me started early, um, started going out with him hunting when I was five or so and um, the first time he took me out in the tree stand when I was about five or six he ended up killing a little buck which was also the first buck he ever killed with a bow so that was a pretty cool hunt and um, that really really got me started into it and by the time I was turning eight I he got me my first bow I did my hunter safety course and um, killed my first deer with a bow when I was eight years old on opening day that year and uh, haven't really stopped since I've been greatly prefer bow hunting to anything else um i use rifle as my if i've had a rough bow season rifle is just my time to to pretty much get some meat fill the freezer freezer. for us yep (laughs) that's what we use it for like this past year um i harvested a pretty good buck with the uh like 140 class eight point that i harvested at the house and um that was opening day of rifle and i had seen him several times throughout the season and we had watched him for the last like two years, we've been watching that deer and uh, hadn't managed to get a, get him in bow range. So come rifle, I kind of figured I'd, if, I, if I saw him, I was going to get him. And sure enough, afternoon opening day, I ended up getting him. So, um, you know, I, I've been trying to work on management hunting for a long time now. I don't don't like to shoot small bucks. I, I like to let them walk. I can, especially in Maryland, to me, there's no point can't eat the antlers so if i'm gonna shoot antlers might as well be something worth putting on the walls because i can shoot i can shoot enough does for meat that you know i don't have to go out and shoot bucks to shoot bucks so we've been been management hunters and learning that and having my dad help me with that has been a lot of fun and so it's been a family thing forever we do yearly trips out to western maryland to do public land fair chase out there and that's always a lot of fun each year so um, uh, since I've been married, my wife's gotten into it. She's she managed to get a couple with her bow, and uh, she's got one good buck with the gun that was from the house as well. And then uh, last year, she got two deer with bows with the rifle from one from the house and one from our Western Maryland hunting cheer. So that, that's pretty much what I've been growing up is just just getting into it, just always getting out when I can. When I was younger, did a lot of small game hunting. Haven't done as much of that lately, but I've been doing a lot more with the the bow fishing and and stuff like that so let, let, let's talk a little bit about bows so i understand that you know your family has been building bows and selling bows and doing that kind of thing so you've got some background in your family and some history uh, how did that play out for you i mean is, is that kind of is that kind of how how the boat the boat hunting got so 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 intriguing to you just because you guys were like coming up with this new stuff and things tell us a little bit about well, that like the the, the, the the history with you and your dad and what you guys kind of yeah, did so um, my dad always likes to do stuff himself. He's jack of all trades. One of those people that there's nothing I've found that he can't seem to do. And, uh, he's helped me try to do, become that. I've done a lot of housework, stuff like that, that we've learned. And, um, so growing up, he always did all his own archery tuning and stuff like that. And probably almost 20 years ago now, he decided he was going to do a part-time archery business and, um, it's County line archery. And so through that business, I've learned a lot about setting up bows, tuning bows. And um, because I have a longer draw length, my dad I'm a little taller than him. Most people don't have more than about a 30-inch draw length for tall guys. So I, I shoot 31 inches. So pretty much any time he had a bow that was more than his draw length, I tuned it and stuff like that. So I, I And we competed growing up um, through the NRA's Youth Hunter Education Challenge. Um, it was a really fun program I did from 8 to 18. And uh, actually went did one national level competition i think i placed fifth in archery at the national level of that and i i think i won about eight out of the ten years for my my division when i was doing archery growing up and um you did other things there's shotgun stuff like that through it so um but as far as the archery goes i said the doing the archery business with my dad's been a lot of fun i've really gotten into setting up the bows and learning how to tune them and getting them tuned right so you can shoot you know whatever broadhead you want to shoot with them and uh I said, that's, that's come over. I, I do a lot of his work for the, when we sell any type of bow fishing bow, I usually set it up and get it out the door for him. And 
that that's pretty much where that's all been is just started off just us doing it for fun at home and gradually turned into the business and it, it's he doesn't doesn't do a lot of business out of the house it's just a word of mouth type thing is to it but we've helped a lot of people through carol and stuff but uh overall we do a lot um for friends and family and just just more fun than anything yeah it sounds to me like you're not really worried about how busy you are but more or less about how good you are and that's that's kind of a good way to be yep um kaz before you ask your next question let's do a quick giveaway we're going to give right. away a uh, Booyah Pop and Pad Crasher here, um, and it's going to be sponsored by the Land Group. Our good friend, Rob Fryer. Look, my friends, look, if you like hunting, if you like fishing, if you're looking for that perfect piece of property, looking to retire, just look, if you just had enough of the world, you need to get away. Rob Fryer is your go-to guy over the Land Group. Look, if you want deer hunting property, you want turkey hunting property, you want people hunting property, if you want fish hunting property, if you want people hunting property, you can get whatever you want from Rob Fryer, okay? So, uh, Make sure you reach out to the Land Group and uh, check out their page over there on Facebook, and you can see some of the listings they got there, or send Rob Fryer a friend request and say, hey, I'm looking for that dreamland, and I understand you sell dirt, and Rob will make sure that you get what you want. So we're going to give away a Booyah Pad Crusher, and uh, for that Pad Crusher, um, Eddie, what do you want to say, bro? Come on. Um, they ribbit, have, ribbit. They, yeah, let's go with that again. Ribbit, ribbit. I like <laughs> I like the autocorrects from that. Ribbit, <laughs> ribbit, ribbit, that's your frog. I didn't think about that. <laughs> <laughs> I was really telling you not to do it, but no, you're right. That was good. <laughs> um, so Andrews, oh, oh yeah, we got we have got we have somebody put that in there. So what do we put in there, Eddie? Ribbit, ribbit, ribbit. Okay. So Andrew, let me ask you this: um, Have you traveled anywhere in your adventures, like hunting and fishing? I mean, let's talk about hunting first. Have you gone out of state? Is there anything that you've hunted? Is there anything on the bucket list that you have not found? <laughs> I my bucket list would be an elk hunt out west. Um, always wanted to do that, just haven't haven't had the time or opportunity to do it yet. But I I have done some hunting down North Carolina. Um, tried a bear hunt down there, public land fair chase bear hunt that uh, we didn't see. Any, we found some sign, didn't see anything. And towards the end of the hunt, we learned that uh, it's we were in an area where they run dogs for bears, and that's pretty much it. So unfortunately, we were trying to trying to do a fair chase hunt for bear without a whole lot of knowledge of the area. It was a public land area out Western North Carolina. And, uh, I said, when we found out that they run dogs out there and pretty much, if you don't have a dog, you're not going to get a bear. So, um, that's one thing I'd like to do. I've drawn a bear tag once in Maryland. Um, my wife and I both drew one the same year. We went out, did some public land out Western Maryland that year and found once again, we found some sign, um, talked to some other hunters that, had uh, wounded a bear on the property that we were out at Mount Nebo out there. And, uh, but we, we didn't see any of that year. So I, I've got some, a friend of ours, uh, one of my wife's friends, they've got a farm up in Northern PA that we want to try to do a bear hunt up there with them one year. Um, it's one thing we've been trying to get together. We'll, we were thinking maybe this year, but I don't know if we're gonna get around to it this year. We've got some other stuff in the works. Um, we're hoping to do, uh, some stuff out in October, try to take my boat out to, Deep Creek, try to do some walleye fishing mm. and a little bit of bow hunt. We'll probably do a bow hunt or two while we're out there for that. See what we can find. But, um, and I've, I've done a lot of fishing out in Wyoming. My, I've got a family out there. So last year we went out, um, did a lot of fishing out there, walleye trout, and I've done it several times over the years. It's always a good trip to get out there with them. Um, uh, but as far as hunting goes, I, I said bucket list would be an elk somewhere out West. Just haven't had the time to do that. So two things. So you just said you wanted to go bear hunting. Jeremy, quick, wherever you are out there, send me a message. I want to get this man out there with you in West Virginia. He's a police officer. Let's get him out there. Uh, so my friend Jeremy, he is a biologist. He came here to help us with our snakeheads. And he was the guy who found the otolith in the snakehead and how to get it out so easy because he's a walleye guy out there and does all the sampling and things like that. He knew the walleye had the otolith in their, where it was in their head. So he looked in the snakehead's head and went the same way for walleye, and he found that otolith. So... You mark my words. I'm gonna get you set up with Jeremy, and we'll get you out there. We'll get you on a bear. I can promise you that. And this will be this. You ain't even got to worry about it. We got you now. So you get that. You'll get that from us. Now, when you go to Wyoming, we got our good friend Jim Zumbo out there. Gary, tell him about Jim Zumbo. Yeah, Jim's well. He's a he's a big fisherman, but he's also a huge hunter. Yep, he's a writer for Outdoor Life for God for years for years. Yeah, yeah. Good God. So we, we'll, we'll reach out to him and see if we can't get you hooked up with somebody out there to get you an elk tag. How's that? That sounds awesome. Okay, so we've done, we've done a little travel. We've gone. We haven't been so successful. We've got some stuff on our bucket list. We still, do you ever want to go to New Zealand? I always want to go to New Zealand and kill one of them red stags. <laughs> I, 
New Zealand would be cool. I, I've seen seen the, the stag hunts. There's some really cool looking animals that, um, like I said, I, I think for that I want to do a, a elk hunt in the States, but the, the New Zealand red stag would be a really cool hunt. Yeah, elk's probably mm-hmm. the only big game that I'm even interested in. I'd like to, I'd like to go elk hunting, but I've said this not before, really but interested in big game. If you're going to go elk hunting, you might as well just go up to Canada and go caribou hunting. Because that's that, that's the best meat I've ever had in my entire life. I would like to do a caribou hunt. It, it's it's delicious. I'd I'd love to hit all the big ones: yeah. moose, caribou, elk. Caribou is by far my favorite. I'd be a good elk hunter. I bet you. Say that again. I'd be a good elk hunter. I bet you. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> oh, I would. You know why? Because I'd sit there nice and quiet until it got three feet from me, and instead of the instead of the. Uh, I think you'd be good bear bait. We're hunting bear with a lot of bait today. You ever see that movie Heavyweights? Where they tie up to the tree and rub honey all over. That's my good friend Kaz. He's our live bait for today. Hey, that mom was all sticky, but when we went out there, that Frederick uh, Sportsman Show and did that talk out there, would you guys put honey on me when we went out there? <laughs> I don't know about. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Western Maryland, that's all. All right, so um, so let's start talking about some fishing, Andrew. What what is what is your first fish that really you can remember? I mean, do you have that that bluegill day with somebody? Do you have that? First bass on your brain. Do you got a first trout? Tell us a little bit about fishing. How how'd that break for you? Um, my dad took us fishing all the time. We did a lot, a uh, lot of farm pond hopping. So like my my early fishing time was always spent catching bass, bluegill, and farm ponds. Um, we've done a lot of wading of streams. There's a like the North Branch of Patapsco in the Finksburg area. We'll go hit that, and uh, we've caught a lot of different fish down there. Everything from smallmouth, brown trout, rock bass, Greek chubs, all kinds of stuff down there. So. Um, that, that's how I grew up fishing. Um, uh, we, we had a boat that we took out on the bay and we'd do some catfishing and stuff out on the bay years ago. And, uh, we did some crabbing out there. It's one thing that we want to set my boat up to do some crabbing again. Cause we haven't, we haven't done that in a long time. Um, uh, we have two 600 foot trot lines that have been sitting around doing nothing for a while that we've, we've done fairly well with it in the past when, when I was growing up. So, you know, we, we tried to do a variety of things with the fishing, like I said, um, but a lot of the fishing in Carroll County is just farm pond hopping, and that's always been one of my go-tos. Is just well, that's good stuff. Yep, just yeah. nice bass and farm pond. Hop between farm ponds. That's right. Catch 30, 40 bass out of a couple ponds, mm. and it's always a good day. So you're in Carroll County. Hold on, Cass, before, before you go any further, let's do another giveaway. We got a koozie right. here. Got a koozie here from CCA that's sponsored by the Bait Boys. Oh, our good friend Damian Tall. Look, if you need if you need bait, he'll get you straight. Look, if you need bait. There's nowhere else you look than the bait boys. Look, we invented the snakehead destroyers. We invented the uh, perch pounder. We invented the crappy crushers. We invented a lot of things. But our biggest thing that we ever invented was the snakehead destroyers. And I'll tell you what, we really, really got our name on the book with that. And Damien did such a great job of distributing and getting it out there. Look, if you need any bait, you can reach out to Damien here directly. You can find him on the bait boys Facebook page. You can send him a message there. Or if you're at the Wolford Free, his number off of the cooler there. You can get in touch with them. So, uh, need bait in your area? Reach out to Damien, the bait boys, and we will get you straight. I got what they got to say. I've got it. I've got it. What are we giving away? It's it's a koozie. Here's what they got. Here's what they got to say to get it. It's got to be good, Eddie. Boozy koozie. Ooh. Boozy koozie. Let's see what what autocorrect can get us with that one. Let's see what what autocorrect does with that one. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God! I almost just said something. But anyway, um. Okay, so back to the fishing. So, uh, so you're in Carroll County. I want to talk about Liberty Reservoir. Are you fishing at all? I've fished it a few times. Um, like I said, a lot of my, if you call it Liberty, uh, is that north branch of Tapsco where it flows in. Um, uh-huh. I, I've fished a lot of that area, like I said, for smallmouth, uh, catch some bass in there, and the, uh, the brown trout. We've been getting into some brown trout down there. Actually, not too long ago, I caught about a 20, 21-inch brown trout out of there. Um, so that was, that was a good brown trout that we caught out of there. So it's, uh, brown trout are native or are they stocked? They are native in there. Um, I think they were probably stocked at some point, but they're all native brown trout. There's a breeding population in them in there that is, uh, you know, you can tell they're not the, the stock trout with the rounded off fins and stuff. They've all got their normal fins and they've been catching more of them than anything almost at this point especially cold weather we've been going down there in like january february time frame and doing some fishing with them um mm. trying to catch them and usually we catch a handful there's 
uh, what, last year, I think, my dad and I went down there. We each caught one that was over 20 inches back-to-back out of the same hole. So that wow. Was, that was pretty cool. That's awesome. Nice. So, but, so ha- have you heard of – I mean, is there, are, are there snakeheads in Liberty yet? Have you heard? Have you heard anybody say they've seen them? I have not. I've spent some time looking. Um, I patrol that area, and I've spent some time checking the boat ramps and looking in the water to see if I see anything up that way. I have not seen any personally. Um I know that they are in Lock Raven, from what I've oh, yeah. heard, which is yep. And, yep. which is close to that. Um, you know, the gunpowder flows up into there, and we know they're all in the gunpowder. Um, but as far as getting into Liberty, I have not seen any. I have not heard any. I've talked to a bunch of DNR guys, um, some of the guys that patrol the Carroll area. I've gotten to know pretty well, and they have they have not seen any or heard of any being caught out of there. Um, I know my knowledge nobody's been caught dumping any in there i may or may not know of some places in carroll where they there may be a pond or two that they may be some in um that i found out through dnr and i've personally seen them in there but um they're you know private ponds that i'm sure somebody dumped them in dnr doesn't know how they got there but other than that you know i i have not heard of any in liberty it's be one of those things be a very crazy thing to find them in it'd be a double-edged sword because you'd have your diehard guys that love to go fish for them that would be super happy to find them there but then at the same time there's all the bass fishermen and the guys that do all the perch runs and the crappy runs that show up in there and i'm sure they I'm would be sorry, real disappointed if the snakehead showed up yeah so but plus the plus the striker fisher is absolutely yep. amazing you know yep uh, have, is, is there so, so there's a private pond so those are the only places you've heard of in Carroll County where they may be at is that what you're saying yeah I, I haven't heard of them anywhere else I'm sure if they made it into Liberty they would probably do pretty well in there because it's got a lot of fingers that are shallow and yep. um, a lot of it unless you've got an electric boat you know nobody's really in there so there's a lot of electric boats that fish it all the reservoir runners and stuff but there's also a lot of it that it's it's hard to access or places there's a lot of places that you can't access on liberty so you know if you were to get snakeheads in there i'm sure they would probably get a pretty strong foothold before anybody really knew they were in there so um you know what i was thinking you know no we don't know <laughs> i don't know half the time either um <clears throat> so what made you want to start shooting and going after snakeheads? When, when, when did you first start getting into this? Um, I started doing a lot of bow fishing uh, when I got out of the Marine Corps. Um, we got a we bought a boat, got a 16 foot John boat, and I I set it up for bow fishing, and um, that evolved over the course of about four years that we we kept changing it, and then uh, we sold that boat this past January, and I bought a pontoon boat to be able to take more people out and get a little bigger platform. So it's a 20 foot pontoon boat. And, um, we really started doing most of my bow fishing with boats on the Northern Potomac. And so far, at least not that I saw in the last few years, that I bow fished, we didn't see any snakeheads up there. Um, I heard a lot about them, heard they were good eating and, uh, was just kind of getting tired of shooting just carp and not really being able to do much with them other than take them to my farmers that we hunt at. And I was giving them to them for, uh, compost and fertilizer and stuff so we decided we wanted to try to chase them so last year was the first year we really went after them we we were going down the matawaman creek off of uh the southern end of the potomac there we got into some and we cooked them everywhere we could think of the first round we got we shot uh, i think it was like four or five of them it wasn't a great night shooting and uh it was the first night we went out so we came home and that next day we cooked them every way we could think of the you know different grilling methods just fried in a pan, fried, deep fried, everything we could come up with, and uh, really couldn't find a bad way to cook them. So deep fried is always the answer. Yep, yep. Cubed and deep fried is one yep. of my, one of the best. Blackened on a grill is really good. Um, you can either blacken them with just straight pepper or use a uh, Old Bay has been our go to. One of one of those three is usually our go to. And um, so we found out they were good and decided we wanted to chase them a lot. And like I said last year. Anytime we went after them, we were going down to Matawaman. It was a longer drive, like a two-hour drive for us. And then we, uh, this year, or last year, we did go one trip to the gunpowder. And um, it was, it poured down rain on us, so right before we went out. So it was muddy. We saw a couple, didn't shoot any. Went back this year, and we've done really well there this year in the gunpowder area. 
And uh, so this year has been our big year of really chasing them. And we've, we've, I think we've shot about 50 or so this year. So it's been a, been a fun year chasing the snakeheads. And uh, we've kind of shifted a little bit. We're trying to find the big blue cats and get some big blue cats on the upper bay. I know I can go down to the Potomac and get them, but I'm trying to find some up here where it's not a two-hour drive to right. get them. Hold on, Kaz. Hold on, Kaz. Hold on, Kaz. Before your next question, we have another giveaway. Yeah, we're giving away stuff too fast, man. We need to slow down. <laughs> we have a uh, Z-Man micro chatterbait here sponsored by Bass Rick Outdoors. Our good friend Kevin Hogan over there at Bass Rack Outdoors. Folks, look, if you need a pair of, if you need something designed for yourself, if you need some printing needs, you can reach out to Kevin. He has that sticker. He's got all kinds of funky stickers. Look, you don't know what you're going to find. He's got Crab Picking Champion stickers. He's got the uh, Bass Rack Outdoors with all the different state stickers. Um, now, look, one of the best things that Kevin has that I haven't talked about is seasoning. So Kevin has a line of seasoning that he's using, and he's using his uh, grandparents on the uh, – on the on the bark Orville and somebody else, isn't that right, Gary? Tell Arvel. us who who Orville and Orville, I think. And they start with an A. No, no. Ar- oh, Orville and who was the other one? Oh, we have to have Kevin back on here, so we have to have Kevin back on. Yeah, yeah we, we had, do. We had some of his or some of his seasons here, but they get. I'll take it. We, got, we, we gave away. We, yeah, we gave away. Yep, when we had that way in and we cooked that snakehead over there, everybody said that that stuff was absolutely delicious, and that's all we used was the yeah, seasoning. Yeah, loved it. We didn't use anything else, yeah. so. Uh, that 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 speaks volumes of how good that stuff was. So, folks, feel free to reach out to Kevin over there, Fast Rock Outdoors. Let him know that you heard us here on Blackwater's Edge podcast, and let him know uh, what he can do to serve you. What do they got to say, Kaz? I don't have anything this time for a chat. Um, so you're giving you're giving away my favorite lure that I like to use. So I was going to tell Andrew to get one of these. I think I did tell him to get an eight ounce chatter, but I can't remember. Chatter Kaz. Uh, but, uh, chatter but that, Kaz. What is it? Chattercast? Chattercast. Chattercast. Yeah, that's it. Chattercast. Chattercast. Put Chattercast in the comments. You get it. <laughs> Can't shut me up. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So, uh, so back to the boat fishing and stuff. So, um, have you have you done any boat tournaments? Uh, we've been doing the Fin Finder online tournament the last few years. Um, we won it with the biggest catfish last year. Um, this year they did it a little differently. Normally they have categories and over the course of, I think it's about three weeks during June usually, they run the tournament and uh, you enter your fish based on length. So they'll have categories, gar, catfish, carp, um, they usually do stingray and um, I think that's about it as far as their categories. So they, they run it online, they said you just have to enter your picture on Facebook and tag it with length and they'll... Uh, at the end, they tally everything up and see who's got the biggest fish weight or lengthwise for each category. And like I said, last year we had the biggest catfish that was entered, and they had a couple bonus categories, whereas like your hashtag wrecking spot, for instance, which we ended up winning that one, where you just you take a picture of the area that you're bow fishing in and enter it. And we we took a pretty cool uh, panoramic picture down on Matawaman Creek that ended up winning it. Um, but it, they they do a lot of fun stuff with that giveaway stuff. So like we want an arrow tube. Um, we want a, a baseball, the little flop stopper bat and a couple things like that through it. And we've been doing that every year. I, I'd like to do one of the big tournaments, um, big five tournaments or big 20 standards, um, that you see, uh, hoping next year to enter some of the Potomac tournaments where they'd like the Potomac big five. I'd really like to do some of those. Um, the Virginia bow fishing association puts on some of those and then some, some lesser, associations will put some on that aren't as well known but they they do a bunch down there where they're big five so your goldfish carp gar snakehead and catfish gold get the biggest the most weight out of one of each category so those are some stuff i'd really like to do i'd i got to spend a little more time on the potomac trying to learn some of that a little better and uh see if i can enter into some of those because they're they're always something that's intrigued me is doing the tournaments but it's not something i've done a lot of do you so. do any ray fishing I was hoping to do it this year. I haven't been out this year. Um, we shot a bunch of rays down in North Carolina when I was down there. We used to go out, and uh, we shot some pretty big ones down there. I think the biggest one we shot was like 30 or 40 pounds that we shot down in North Carolina. We spent a week down there uh, two years ago. My brother got married. He's, he lives down there, so we went down and spent spent a week at Top Sail, and we went out and um, shot flounder, uh Sting rays. We shot a few uh, sheep's head and some other stuff like that down there. It's a lot of fun. So it it it's good time 
whenever you can get the opportunity. They're a little more species lenient than America. Yeah. 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 South Carolina, same way. So, do you, do you do any hook and line fishing at all? Yep, yep, we do. Um, we were hoping to get out this year. I'm, I'm we still got time, obviously. Um, I'm, I'm going to try to get out and do some catfishing on the upper bay. I'd like to just see what I can find up there. Um, maybe try to go for some rock fishing stuff as well when they're running at some point. Um, but like I said most of my hook and line fishing's been rivers and ponds around the house. Um, it's been a while since I've fished the bay for fish and not shooting fish, but I, I've been watching at night in the different places we've been exploring, especially on the flats, trying to see what's out there so I can get some ideas on where I can go do some hook and line fishing. I've been seeing a lot of bass and some perch and stuff through gunpowder, so I, I'd like to try to go out there and see if we can get in some of the perch or the, the crappy that we've been seeing out there. You went so. a little bit today, didn't you? Somebody sent yep. you the wrong place, but you <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, didn't have any luck today down there. Yeah, well, but and um, like yeah, I said, you need a better guide. <laughs> <laughs> we we were talking earlier. We want to try to go out to uh, Deep Creek. We're hoping to go out in October. Oh, that's and, um, a special spot. Go out to Deep Creek, see if we can get some walleye out in Deep Creek on off the boat. So let that, me that's... ask you this: uh, Have you have you been ice fishing yet in your life? I have not been ice fishing. As one thing I would love to do. I was waiting for it as soon as you said Deep Creek. Yep, I would, I would love I'm, to go ice fishing. I, I want to be your bucket list guy for that. <laughs> Sounds good. You give me a time and I'll go ice fishing with you. I, I'm I'd, not, I'm I'd not every, I, I, I got a hut. We'll have 80 degrees in there. We'll be in our T-shirts and boxer shorts. <laughs> Yellow perk. Oh, you just down? lost the customer. <laughs> <laughs> you beat me to it, Gary. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Andrew, Andrew said, way. <laughs> hey, hey, let me tell you what, when, when you see my glow in the dark snakehead boxer shorts, everybody's going to want to be my friend. I don't know what it is, kid, but when it comes to naked, don't nobody want to hang out with you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame oh, him. Man. Um, so, Andrew, um, let's talk about. Uh, can we talk about your career? Oh, I, what do you want to know? Well, I mean, I mean, I think it's important, you know, that first of all, that, that I thank you for your service, uh, both in the military and as a police officer. Um, you know, I, I know that the world needs to really, really understand that, that, you know, that police officers are really, really good people. You know what I'm saying? And I think that uh, the world has tried to maybe tarnish some of that. And I think that need to make it more clear to the community how, how special police officers are and how good-natured people they are. Um, I'm sure you're not one of these guys out there just doing the next wrong thing. You're that guy out there doing the next right thing. Yeah. So uh, let, let's talk a little bit about your, your career. I mean, when, 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 did you, when did you become a police officer? I've been a police officer now since 2016. Um, I was in the Marine Corps. I graduated high school 2010. Um, January 2011 is when I left for boot camp. I did five years, so I got out. January 2016, and then by September 2016, I had started the academy. Um, I went through Frederick City's Police Academy, and when I graduated from that, you know, I was hired by the sheriff's office in Carroll County, so started working there. Um, got through field training, and I started working down the southern end initially. Uh, I was down there for most of my career, the first three years or so, and then uh, in October... I went through our SWAT school and got onto our SWAT team, which is a part-time team. So I still do my normal patrol every day. And then I do um, the SWAT operations when we need it. We have bi-weekly trainings that we do. Um, but I went into the field because my dad's been Baltimore County police officer for 27 years now, I think about. Oh, wow. And um, he's, he's actually retiring here in December. So he's almost done. But I did ride-alongs and stuff growing up with him once I was old enough and just really liked, you know, the, the field. And that's just where I decided to go after the Marine Corps. kind of didn't want to re-enlist once I got married. So my my fallback from if I didn't re-enlist was to look into law enforcement. So that's kind of where I've been. That's what I've been doing. You know, and that's probably good because I'll be honest with you. I, 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 think, I think military marriages are really, really tough, man. You know, I mean... I see it. I see it with my friends and things like that. They're in the military, and as soon as they get out, it's the first thing they, that they come to me and they say, "They say, you know what, man? It, it's a totally different world for us now." You know. Yep. And, uh, and I, I didn't want to do deployments and stuff. I did one deployment um, after we got engaged, and really didn't want to do any long, long deployments stuff like that after that. And that's kind of what drove me to 
and my enlistment when my contract was up there. So at least with the law enforcement, it's a similar brotherhood, similar type of thing that I, that I got from being in the Marine Corps, but now I, I can you know, go home at the end of my day and you know, be with my wife every day. I don't have to worry about you know, being gone for six months at a time. So let, let me ask you this. Hold on, Kaz. Hold on, Kaz. Before, oh, good, good, good. We've got one I'm more ready. giveaway. I'm ready. We've got a uh, KVD Toad Buzz here sponsored by Roy, Roy Bradshaw's Body Shop. Oh, my good friend, Roy Bradshaw. Let me tell you about my good friend, Roy Bradshaw. If you're down here on the Eastern Shore and you get stuck in the muck, he's got a tow truck. That's all you need to know. Look, just reach out to him. If you get if you get yourself into a pickle, he'll get you out of there before the man gives you a fine for wrecking out some grass or uh, you get that stupid ticket that you didn't need in the first place. And also, if you need a tow home and you break down or anything like that, Roy is just a great guy down to earth. He'll probably tell his whole life story on the way back, you know, so you get a chance to get to know who he is, and then you might have a place to hunt or fish down the road, so you never know. You don't even uh, have anyway, to get broke down. You can just hit a deer and tear your car up, and he'll right. fix it for you. Yeah, you could do that, too. Or, or or you could just say you're broke down. He'll come pick you up just to pick you up, you know? So, um, what are we giving away again? A, a KVB buzz toad? Yes, sir. Hmm. I think we should say something that has to do with a tow truck, Gary. Why don't you figure that part out? Oh man, thank you guys. There's my lick for the podcast. There's my lick. <laughs> you got me. I'm just I, I'm I going know. blank. I, I, got, I, got, I, got, I got to keep on trucking. Keep on trucking. Okay, we'll go with that. Keep on trucking. And you got yourself a toad buzz. <laughs> okay. Um. So, being that you're on the SWAT and you, you're doing all these things, let me. I, w- I want to ask you a, maybe a tough question. What is your most memorable day or your most um, – we, we, there's lots of bad days. You know, I don't want to talk about your bad days. I want to talk about your good days and, and that kind of stuff. Um, mm, so what, what, what is your most memorable memor- memorable day so far as a police officer, in, in a good way, something that, that you did or something that happened that you went home and you smiled about? Your best feel-good yeah. moment. Um, probably one of the top things would be right after I started, uh, I pulled up behind a guy on 140 in just outside of Westminster there, and um, he had a flat tire and was having trouble changing it, so I helped him change it and stuff, and... Uh, he made. He ended up going home, making a whole big long Facebook post out of it, and uh, I ended up finding it eventually, and it got shared all around. It actually, just popped up in my Facebook memories. It was just the other day that it popped up in that, so it reminded me of that again. It, it was one of those things where you know the, the guy probably has had some. He's from the city in Baltimore. He's probably had some less than desirable interactions with police, and like I said I apparently made his day pretty good because he went went home made a real long post about it and had a picture of us that he took and posted with it and uh that was pretty cool and then i said seeing it again show up it just that's that's the kind of stuff i like to do i i don't focus a whole lot of my job on necessarily being the most like proactive and constantly searching for dui stuff like that i i, I like to do my calls where i'm going out and actually helping people like that, that's what i like to do with it and I, I i view my job as that i'm there to help somebody in their time of need whether they're just having an argument with their neighbor or, you know, I've handled suicidal subjects that have been pretty crazy. So like, you know, I, that's the part of my job that I like doing is just being that person that can be there for somebody in their time of need, not necessarily that person that's putting them in that position of where they're in a time of need. And putting I, them I, in I really the, hope the people out there are listening to you right now, because folks, this is, this is a police officer that's talking to you from the heart and we don't get to see that a lot. So I want people to keep that in mind that, you know, that, what you're sharing with us is, is actually very emotional, you know, and, and, and it's an emotional connection that you have made with the public, you know, and, um, and, and man, that, that, that is just awesome. That's what it's about. You know, I've always said, you know, me and Eddie always say, you know, and, and Gary, everybody thinks we're rich. We ain't rich. What we are rich in is, I don't know what the word is, but we're, we're rich in helping people. You know what I mean? That's, that's what we do. We want to help people back too, no matter we're rich what. In the blessings. We're rich in life. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I, I think the biggest problem in today's society is everybody is so focused on the negative concepts, the negativity, the, the, the drama, and they just, it, it's fuel for people, you know? And it just sounds to me like you, you, you have separated that and that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. And I got to say, man, I mean, just what you just shared with us, that's what, the, that's what the community needs to hear because a lot of people out there think what that man may have been thinking too, you know what I'm saying? Yep. Right. So just... Just the fact that, that you can show that different side to the community, I think that's what's most important, and you're doing it, you know? 
Yep, and I, I, my county, Carroll County is awesome county to work in. We're, we're very well supported by the public. Um, it, it's really nice working there. It, we've had some people that have lateraled over from other agencies that are surprised at how we're treated. And um, I just couldn't be more thankful for the area I work in, just the general public mm -hmm. that we deal with. Because even people I've arrested, I can still have a conversation like we are right now. That's so right. It, it's awesome working in that county, and I really, really like it. Mm. That's a good story, man. That's a great story. So, um, where's Andrew going to go from here? What, what does Andrew want to do? Well, right now, you know, we're trying to start a family here. We, we, my wife is pregnant, so we're working on that. Oh, fantastic! Um, so we're, we're we we just found out it's a boy. So we're we're super excited for that. That's what we were both kind of hoping for. He's not named Kev. So. Don't even. <laughs> 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 when do you guys do? Uh, in February. Oh, awesome. So it's a good time, good time of the year where not a lot's going on. I'm not yep. going to be trying to, you know, the hunting season just ended. It's a little little cold to be getting into the bow fishing yet. So it's a good just time be, of the year. Where that's I, right. Where, just be getting back from ice fishing. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, you know, it, it'll be a good time of the year for that. So that, that's kind of where we've been looking. we got some some things to do around the house that we've been trying to get done. Oh, yeah. But, um, you know, right right now we're, we're at that point where we've been married for – since 2015, so what, six years now? So we're we're getting getting to that point where we need getting our kids, and we just you know I'm starting to learn that what my next role in life's going to be, and just you know trying to have fun and get out outdoors as much as I can between now and you know when I have when the kids are getting old enough that I can get them into it. That's that's what I'm really looking forward to right yeah. now, especially having a, a son. I'm really looking forward to being able to do what my dad did with us growing up start us at an early age, get us out there. Um, you know, he had us hunting, fishing, shooting, everything as, as early as, as he could, and I couldn't be more thankful for that and the way that he brought us up into it. I always had a respect for firearms from an early age, so I never had that curiosity of playing with them. And I plan to do kind of the same thing as, as we're going up, yep. growing up because it's, it's just, to me, that's the way to do it. Get them, in, get them introduced to it, teach them how to do the things, so that way they can be self-sufficient. And just being able to pass on this legacy because there's nothing better than being outside, whether you're fishing, bow fishing, ice fishing, hunting, you know, just being outside hiking is, is awesome. Oh, absolutely, and, man. Man, there's nothing better than watching your kids learn. When, you, when you're teaching them that, that, the, the traditions going from down the line, yeah. man, my son's three and a half, my daughter be one next month. There's nothing better. That, that's, it's a great experience. So I'm, looking, I'm really looking forward yep. to it and just, just being able to, you know, pass on everything my dad's taught me and being be able to try to fill the shoes that he was yep. for me Man, it, and turn around better. and pass that stuff on to the future generation. Nothing better. And you, you just hit that on the head with that word, pass it on, man. That's what I say all the time. You know, these guys all the time want to talk to us about fishing spots and this and that. And, oh, man, don't burn this spot. Don't burn that spot. Man, I don't protect spots. You need a spot, we're going to help you out. You know what I mean? Yep. It's just when, you, when you've lived like that, like my dad told my brother and I, Fishing, hunting all the time. My mother didn't hunt, but she she wound up cooking everything. We, some of it was a mess, man. <laughs> small, you know, little fish and all, but she'd still cook them. Man, speaking of, I forgot to tell you all this uh, before the show started. You know what today is? Today is my one year anniversary from when I got sick last year. Ah, I was just oh, no uh, doubt, it, it just it just popped in my head because I said my daughter's going to turn one next month. Yeah, it's today. Today, it's a year today. ago. You're doing a lot better. Yeah, a lot better. A lot better <laughs> now. I, I, I remember that's why I was crying that day. I was thinking, you know, sure. he just had a baby and he's in the hospital. And I was, I was, dude, I'm telling you what, you don't have any times I'm going to the baby. Now, Kaz is down today. Are you really down, Kaz, or you got an outstanding parking ticket or something in Carroll County? <laughs> <laughs> well. He didn't have any paperwork um, with him, man. You probably should have just come on in. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, I did have that accident last year in Carroll County. Was that in Carroll County? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's why you stayed home. We, uh, we, it's all it all makes I sense. Knew now. What nothing wrong with yep. it? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's been a good show, and I'm really glad you came out here today. Seriously, it's a good time. Absolutely, it's a good man. time. I, we appreciate you coming it, out. I haven't been to the Blackwater area most of my time coming over here we, we've gone down to ocean city a time or two growing up stuff but I, I haven't spent a whole lot of time in blackwater so it was nice we just, you know did a little fishing did a little driving around see the area um definitely would like to come back and 
and try some more fishing down this way. I, I've always heard it's really good fishing and stuff back here. So well, one thing. Well, here's, the here's the deal. I'm gonna do my best not to fall on my ass next time you come. And <laughs> also, if you guys want to come back, Gary has lodging available, and he is a guide. I'm sure he'd be. Yep. Interesting taking you guys Kaz, out. Because you, you've already scared him off when you talked about your glow in the dark <laughs> snake underwear. He's not coming back anymore. <laughs> it's oh, it's oh, lockable. You can lock the door when you get. <laughs> well, 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 what we didn't tell him is that Gary dropped me off the night before, and when you come out there, I come out running looking like the swamp thing. <laughs> yep. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even have to dress up for that. You know That's what I what I was saying before you, when Eddie was talking about is when you when you growing up that way. You know, I've been very fortunate in my life. It's, uh, I got to do a lot of that stuff when I was younger, and I still do it now. But I've also seen a lot of other things, traveled a lot, and, and, and I haven't been in the service, but, I, but I've been very fortunate been able to travel. And I really don't want any more than that, man. It's, it's, it's the best that it is. You know, yeah. I just love it. And, it. and it's neat to see a couple that are going to have a family and, and going to raise their kids to know, you know, what it's like to live like that because – so many people don't have a clue. Yeah, that's the truth. And, and, and I think the most important thing is, is that we have to pass this on. You know, too much is getting lost as time goes on. Like, like the stuff that the stuff that the stuff that was passed on to us is not getting passed on. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Well, there's and an that, interest, Kaz. There's a big interest. I was I was over to Blackwater yesterday at the refuge with, with my cousin. He went to get his senior pass, and. Uh, there was a young fellow in there that just moved to Salisbury. He went to school to Salisbury, and he was living somewhere over on the western shore, and he just moved back down here, and he wanted to get into second deer hunting. And he asked me, you know, do we know anything about it? And I said, a little bit. And I, and I told him, he said, you know, what kind of gear and stuff? I said, you need three things, flashlight, another flashlight, and extra batteries. <laughs> <laughs> I said, then, you know, after that, you get the luxuries, but insect repellent, stuff like oh, yeah. that. But you need, you need to got to be able to see while you're out there if it gets dark. Um, before I forget, we've got our uh, angler spot of the week here. This is Ed. I'm going to make sure I say this. Barzeron, he's the one who won the uh, the kayak division tournament. Yeah. And these were, his, these were his winning fish here at the kayak uh, at the uh, Snakehead Bash this past weekend. So, Ed, Ed, stop in here at Wolford Store. We'll get you hooked up with a MEPS lure here. And that's our that's our snakeheadlife.com. Oh, we forgot the sponsor for that, Horseman Enterprises. Go ahead, Kaz. What's that? Horseman Enterprises. Oh, Horseman Enterprises. Look, Horseman Enterprises, my good friend Benny, my good friend Alex, look, if you need boat work, if you need crabs, if you need soft crabs, if you need shrimp, if you need rockfish, if you need anything like that, Horseman Enterprises is the place to go. Look, if you need a diesel motor repair, these guys are diesel experts, Caterpillar preferably. Uh, they can they can turn wrenches on Caterpillars, and they'll have them things screaming going down the water. Uh, also, transmission experts. So if you got transmission problems in your boat, he can help you with that. Um, that's all I got. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's Ed and he won the, uh, the, uh, kayak division at the snakehead bash. Ed, stop in your store and we'll get you a map slower here for your snakehead, uh, angler spotlight of the week. Do you want to talk about that tournament for a minute? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So, uh, so for those of you that don't know, uh, we had the opportunity this past weekend to go up to the Dundee, uh, Creek, uh, Marina and, uh, host, co-host, uh, a snakehead tournament, the snakehead bash. Uh, first annual Snakehead Bash, Invasives Beware, sponsored by MRA Bass, Maryland Waterways Foundation, and Blackwater's Edge. Uh, for those of you that were not there, and if you missed it, we've got some links up, and you can watch that on Blackwater's Edge, SnakeheadLife.com, or the Bait Boys page. You can watch that way in that we did live while, while I was there. Um, so we had a lot of kayakers, had a lot of boaters, and we had a lot of fish caught. That was, I think that we was, had 19 kayaks and 29 boats, if I remember right, yeah. something like that. Yeah. 19 kayaks, 29 boats, and, um, I mean, we checked in a lot of fish. I don't know what the... 70-some fish, fish, I think, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I, don't, I don't know what the total number of fish it's count was. 70-something, Kaz. I don't remember what it was. It was over 70. Over 70. But the cool thing was we had the biologist Beth Versack, Versack and we had um, biologist Jim Thompson up there, and they were gut sampling fish. And if you didn't get a chance to any Jim Thompson's post, you may want to check them out because those folks out there that think snakeheads are not eating everything we got it we showed you they're eating everything they're not just eating one thing you know they're some eating stuff, everything some stuff we didn't even know what it was yeah they had it in and, your gut though i mean we, we had we had a lot of stuff we had carp we had perch we had uh snakeheads we had something that we weren't sure if it was a bass or a rockfish we had uh mad toms we had eels we had grass shrimp we had crawfish uh i mean we had just about everything that swims in that water okay so uh so that was really good 
for people that have been sitting there in their mind wondering if, if, if the stuff we're talking about is real or is this just baloney that we're making up, okay? So, uh, so once again, we were able to back up the stuff that we've been standing for and we've been trying to present to the public. Um, the biggest fish of the tournament, I think, was Greg Hall, if I remember correctly. Is that right, Eddie? I think yes, it was, it was 9.02 or 9.12. I can't remember. And it was 30, 30 and a half, I think, 30 and a half inches long. That was the biggest fish of the day. And, and, and the coolest thing is I remember we had two fellows that weighed in. They only had three little tiny snakeheads, and they were yeah, tickled to death. They were they, well, they were kind of like they were they didn't know if they should be embarrassed to have them. And we told them we said, "Hey, man, you know what? You got three fish out here. So many guys ain't even got a fish." Yeah, you know, what I mean? at how many pounds of of good fish, or you know, I won't say good fish because that's wrong, but uh, native fish that right. that survive because those fish weren't going to get ten pounds. Absolutely, absolutely, and, and and just looking at the gut contents of the different sizes of the fish and how much they were predating, that's really scary, man. You know, I mean, a lot of them got. I mean, they were packed, man. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Um, the biggest I, takeaway I, I, I had from the whole thing was was the amount of fish that were missed. Everybody said, everybody that came in the way fish. They had a bag of three, four, five. I think the most was a uh, seven or eight that somebody brought in, but everybody and, had a bag of three or four. But then. Everybody was saying they missed 15, 16 fish every I mean, just so oh, many fish short there. I mean, we saw a yeah. ball right at the dock right where the dock, we were yeah. weighing in. Those are, oh, yeah, that was right there. And I want to make a point, too. You know, these guys that say we don't have any fish here in Blackwater because they're only catching three or four fish. Look, it's no different than what you got going on up there. This is, all has to do with weather. It all has to do with water count quality. It all has to do with temperature fluctuations. There's been no stability. Look, we were just at 110 degrees here. What are we at now today? 60 in the ditches, probably? You know, so after you know, the you, rain, probably back up to eighty-five or more. Yeah, that humidity well, came in heavy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I mean, you know that that water's going to drop that temperature down. So, so we haven't had any what I call straight run of weather. You know, straight run of weather means two weeks of the same stuff. You know what I mean? I haven't seen that this year. So, you know, I don't think it's just affecting us. I think it's affecting everywhere. You know what I'm saying? The so, thing I've noticed about the weather this year, when when you do get the rain, it's very localized rain this year. You you'll have an inch and a half, two inches in in a small area, but it's it's just in that area. There's no there's yeah. no residual rain in well, any of the you know, surrounding a lot of times areas. You'll get a, a thunder shower in fifteen minutes. Boom, it's gone. Yeah, that's what I mean. We've been have the three times this week. We've had thunder showers and they're all night long. Yep. I mean, it doesn't keep. But it's been like it, I said, it's been localized. The thunderstorm's gone, but it keeps raining. It's I, weird. I, I was talking to a guy this morning, and he said you had all that heavy rain right here in Wolford, but you go down the other side of Oldfield Road and you didn't have four-tenths of an inch. It's just, it's yeah, it's so very localized. The, the, the last two storms that we've had here, like I've looked at it on the radar, and it's big on the other side, and as it comes across, it, it slims down like you're saying, and like you said, localized. And it's like here yesterday, oh my God, dude, it rained so hard for like four hours. It was unreal, you know? It seemed so, kind of real. I looked at the radar last night, and there was nothing else really outside of us. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Um, All right, before I forget, uh, tomorrow night is our uh, monthly meeting of the uh, Snakehead Life Fishing Club. $50 a year to get into. We're going to be at the American Legion on uh, Route 50 at 7 o'clock tomorrow night. Um, we're going to talk, talk about all kinds of stuff, family trips, uh, fishing trips. Um, we got to go over the delegates and the presidents and all that. Get all that straight. Get all got that finalized. Yep, got plenty to do. We got a lot of political stuff to get taken care of tomorrow, and then uh, we'll be back on the agenda with some speakers. Yep, and then uh, coming up uh, a month from tomorrow. A month from tomorrow is the last term of the year for us. That is the Blackwater Snakehead Open. Fifty dollars get into, sponsored by Angler Sports Center. Remember, you guys are fighting for Angler of the Year, which is sponsored by CCA Maryland's Great Chesapeake Invasive Count. The current Current leader for that is Justin Klein. Um, I can show him real quick. Give me one second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Show, show, show him them bronze statues, man. There you go. There it is right there. That's the world championship belt there for the snakehead angler of the year. Uh, oh, that's that's beautiful. And, then, and then what is CCA giving? Is he giving us something else? A bronze? Yes, a bronze uh, snakehead to go along with that. And that's for the uh, snakehead angler of the year. Um, the current leader, Justin Klein, with 324 points. And, of course, we have the optional Calcuttas, the heaviest of the tournament, sponsored by Bassford Outdoors. Longest of the tournament, sponsored by Horseman Enterprises. Most harvested, sponsored by the Land Group. Heaviest of the year, which the current leader is also Justin Klein with 9.55 pounds. And that's sponsored by the Bait Boys. And our free-to-enter uh, youth division, sponsored by Roy Bradshaw's Body Shop. And all those, uh, the Calcuttas, not include the kids, of course, but the Calcuttas are $10 each. 
And that's all I got. Oh, we got the the, uh, the winners of the giveaway. Uh, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Now, before, before we go anywhere, let's talk about the kids' division this tournament. We had more kids show up the last time. We won yes. as many kids down here. I want to see a thousand kids. A I don't. Thousand that, that's kids. too many kids. Okay, I want you to talk. Kids buying candy for all of them. Yeah. <laughs> you just scared them no, all away. No, 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 no. I'm, no, I'm, no, I'm taking all their candy. What are you talking about? Yeah. I'm taking yeah. Uh, But, yeah, yeah so uh, we, we yeah we had more kids this past tournament than we ever had before, and it was a great turnout, and they had a yeah. lot of fun. I love seeing all the kids fish. I mean, they, uh, Willie uh, Willie didn't have quite the good show they had the first tournament, but he yeah, still put on yeah. a good show. Um, but you yes, know, you know what we might do next year. Maybe we'll make in the kids division like a championship belt for the kids or something. Yeah, we'll definitely do. Oh, that'd be cool. If we do a, a kids <laughs> angler or something like that. Yeah, we'll look into that next year. Yeah, a, lot, a lot more kids want to do it. Yep. Okay, the winners of the giveaways today. Um, the booyah frog ribbit ribbit was T.J. Henson. Kapow! The winner of the CCA koozie was Tyler Smith. Kapow! The winner of the uh, Z-Man micro chatterbait was John Caldwell. Kapow! The winner of the KVD Toad Buzz was Jay Kwan. Kapow! We got Kaz. Um, I don't have any more one more. I don't think. Um, we talked. Oh, wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! One more. So let's talk a little bit about Port Deposit. Okay, let's just put the bug out there. Let these folks know. Speak, September the speaking 26th. of, that, yeah, I was about to say your poster's wrong that you posted the other day. The yeah, poster says June twentieth. I called Dan. I said, "Dan, well, what did you do to me, guys?" It was in uh, your well, email. Yeah, the, the well, date he, was wrong. He, he, he said, I, "It was it was just a mock flyer, so that we'd go back in and see what we needed to add to it after we looked at it." I was like, "Well, you should have told me that." <laughs> I put it on Facebook trying to advertise for June twentieth next year. <laughs> <laughs> so you so give, anyway, give the correct date for that. Right, so September twenty sixth up in Port Deposit. Uh, we're gonna have a kayak division and a boating division. Um, I think we're gonna limit. What did we say the limit was to boaters? Uh, Trying to remember here. Fifty boats, fifty kayaks. When is that it? I, I think it was something like a fifty and fifty. Uh, give me one minute. I can look real quick. Give me one second. You're on the clock. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I want you to sing. I can count to ten. Okay, so um, the first prize winner, you know, everything's going to be around two thousand um, dollars. And that's see, uh, that's with how many boats? That that is based on. Uh, did we put the boats here? That would be based on. Um, fifty boats. I think that's based on fifty boats. Yeah, I think we based it on fifty boats. That's yeah. how we did all. Okay, so uh, in in the kayak division, uh, you're going to have a thousand dollars for the for the winner. You're going to have four hundred dollars for second prize, and then you're going to have another second that's going to win a kayak. Okay, uh, and then uh, we got the entry fees. So the entry fees are a hundred dollars for boaters, fifty dollars for kayakers. Uh, limited to 50 contestants on each side. All registered receive an official tournament shirt. Clark's fried fish will fillet no, any fish. No, no, no. They, they no. took that off. They, they, took they, that they off? said that in the email, I think. Okay. Uh, what else? Uh, so they're going to have Calcutta, $10 Calcutta um, for the longest fish. Most fish are over 8 inches. Um, and then they're going to do a, the, uh, like a total most fish there. Uh, I think we're going to add a kids division to this also. We haven't done that yet. Uh, what else? It's going to be a really good time. And the town of Port Deposit is really, really interested in doing this. This will be their first tournament they put on. So uh, we're proud to be involved with that, North Bay and everybody else, and helping to get this thing together. And that's the and, weekend after ours on the 25th, right? Yep. So so next so next month's going to be our last busy um, Walls to the Falls. Um, so after we're done Walls to the Falls next month, then we can relax, I think. Can't we after that? Yeah, if you say so. And it's hunting season. <laughs> no, we got to get ready for the Maryland Snakehead Festival. I forgot. Oh, never mind. I wasn't saying that. I'm going to be quiet. I'll be quiet. Don't worry. Um, let's see. Uh, that's all I got. You guys got anything else? No one more for me. No one more for you. you got so, any uh, funny replies? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, the autocorrects. Let me go through yeah. the autocorrects real quick. Um, let's see here. Um, we've got... I'm waiting for... I got one in my mind. I'm waiting. Here we come. We had River Rivet. Rivet, Rivet. We had <laughs> Hoozy Koozy, Floozy Floozy. Yep. <laughs> um, and then the last one was Chatter Facts instead of Chatter Cats. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Well, let's do this. Let's, let's give away some free crabs. What do you think? Yeah, give away your crabs. All right, it's time. It's now. The Sunday Fun Day Giveaway on Tuesday, the Blackwater's Ed Podcast. So look up. Folks, if, you're, if you need some from some crabs this weekend, we're going to have some absolutely huge crabs again this weekend, soft crabs this weekend. I think the catch is going to be much, much better. 
We had a storm come through on Saturday. It hurt us on Sunday. Things are stabilizing a little bit more out here in these rivers. We're seeing the numbers coming up as we go through the week. So uh, I think by the time we hit Friday, we'll have a good number of crabs. We have all these crabs coming off the shed. So they'll be added to the catch too. Um, we're going to have some shrimp. We're going to have some uh, scallops. We're going to have uh, what else do we have this weekend? We'll have some uh, calamari up there, some squid. Um, you never know what I'm going to show up with when I come out there. Calamari and squid. What's that? Did you have calamari and squid? Don't confuse them. Uh, yeah, well, well, calamari rings that I had whole squid. Never mind. <laughs> gotcha. I know what you're doing. All right, so let's finish. Let's do it. Um, I'm going to give away two dozen crabs to somebody. Are you ready, Eddie? I'm ready. Two dozen for CJ Faded. Kapow! Two dozen for Hong Kim. Kapow! And now I'm going to leave you with my little crabby jingle. I know Andrew's going to jump in there, him and his wife there at the end. Don't I know they Don't do it. <laughs> All right, folks. My crabs, they have three first names. It's heavy, full, and fat. And I should do this from home more often. My dogs are over here dancing around. My crabs, they have a fourth name. Absolutely mustard pack! So if you ask me where they're from, they're all from right here on the Eastern Shore, Little Chop Tank, Big Chop Tank, Filmin Island, Hong River, Nanakoke. If you ask me where they're from, they're 100% guaranteed Maryland number one. At the crash stand, here's a fact I know for sure you're coming back. Kapow! Kapow! And a big, and a big, kapow!